0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 323, and today I am excited because we're going to talk about something that I really haven't talked that much about, and that is the secrets to getting results after attending a live e-commerce event. And I invited on a really good friend of mine now. I actually met him through uh, this business, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute. but. His name is Steve Chu. You guys probably already know of him, and maybe you don't, and if you don't, you definitely got to check him out. Great guy. He's been doing it for a very long time, the e-commerce business that is, and he's also been blogging about it for quite a few years, and the name of his blog is My Wife Quit Her Job, and it's so fitting because that's why they created their e-commerce business in the beginning was to free his wife of that job so she could stay home with the kids and all that stuff, and it's just a great story, but he's a smart guy. He knows a thing or two about this business, but he also knows a thing or two about live events, and he also knows what he likes and what he doesn't like, and that is why he created his own event, and I actually attended it last year. I spoke at it, and I will be attending it this year, again, speaking for the second year in a row, so I must have did something okay for Steve to invite me back, uh, but uh, yeah, funny story is, I mean, I reached out to Steve. I was following Steve's podcast and blog for... Oh, gosh, probably three, four years, and then I just decided to reach out to him once I started my podcast. I said, hey, I'd love to have you come on, and it was a great way for me to just have an intro to him and be able to just get to talk to him, and uh, well, after that conversation, we've been really good good buds here for quite a long time. We actually met in person a few times, not even just at his event. We attended another event together, and uh, just the more I hang out with him, the more I get to uh, pick his brain. I really like him even more, so just a great guy, and uh, now I'm uh, I'm able to have him come back on the show and really talk about this topic because I don't think this topic really gets talked about that much and I think it's important because I know myself like I like a small intimate like meeting right like a like a meetup in a sense but a workshop type feel and so does Steve and uh, I recently had one uh, in Arizona for my own tas group that is and I also had one in Denver uh, a few months back from there and we've had some really good success stories come out of that and uh, we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about that we're also gonna talk about uh, another gentleman that attended uh, his last event and um, and how he's doing six figures now, which is just insane. But there are some secrets. There are some things that you you can do to get the most out of an event because sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sometimes maybe you feel out of place. You don't know how to connect with people. You don't know how to network. Um, all that stuff. That's the stuff that we're gonna dig into. And I think you guys will get a ton out of this. And let me just kind of warn you guys: there's a lot of little random rants in here because Steve and I are just sitting around, you know, having a cup of coffee, cup of tea, whatever, and just hanging out and, uh, and and just talking about this. So that's really what I like to do with any of my guests, especially the ones that I, I know really well, and I feel as though we can just kind of let loose, um, and that this is one of those conversations. So uh, I'm going to stop talking now so you guys can enjoy this. If you guys want to download the show notes, the transcripts to this episode, head over to the seller.com forward slash 323, and then I will also say, if you get a chance, head over to Sellers summer com That will be the event that I'll be speaking at. I'll probably be doing a uh, a, a little unofficial TAS meetup there in Fort Lauderdale. But again, um, do that after you listen to this and uh, you can get more details on that. All right, guys. So I'm going to stop talking so you can enjoy this conversation that I have with my good buddy, Steve Chu. All right. Well, I am super excited because we've got Mr. Steve Chu on the podcast. Once again, what is up, my friend? How's it going, Scott? Glad to be here, man. I am doing awesome, and uh, I'm just excited to have you back on. A lot's happened since I've had you on, or I had you on in the past, which was episode 93, which is crazy. Is like two years ago or something? No, no. Well, Last I, year? It was, I think it might have been beginning of last year. I'll have to go back and look. We're up to over 300 episodes now, so... I don't know. Time is just flying by, but that was a good episode. We talked all about e-commerce and people that don't know who Steve Chu is, go back and check out that episode, um, episode 93. Like I said, that one there, uh, we talked all about kind of how to set up and you know your e-commerce business as far as like how to get started with all that stuff. But you know, for people that haven't heard of Steve Chu, can you give everyone like a, maybe a 60 second, like who is Steve Chu? Can you do that for me? Yeah, I'll
1: give you a 30 second because I don't like to talk about myself cool. too much, but I run an e-commerce store with my wife called BumblebeeLinens.com, where we sell wedding linens. I also blog about my experiences running my shop at MyWifeQuitHerJob.com. And I also run a conference of which Scott has spoken at last year, and he's going to speak again this year, called The Seller Summit. 30 seconds, man,
0: right there. Wow, that was quick, man. You nailed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have figured anyway. Uh, you know. So, okay. So, um, that's pretty much who Steve Chew is. And if you guys don't know him, j- just go check his stuff out. He's a he's a great guy, good friend of mine now, and we've gotten a, a, a chance to actually hang out a, a couple of different times. And we're going to be able to hang out again in, uh, it's Fort Lauderdale, right? Do I have yeah, it right this Yeah, Fort
1: time? Lauderdale in May.
0: Yeah, in May. What is the exact dates again on that? It is May 18th to the 20th. 18th to the 20th, right. I had that on my calendar. And actually, I was just talking this morning to another guy that might be attending. You know Justin Cook from Empire Flippers, don't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think I do. I, I know of him. I don't yeah. think we've actually met personally. Yeah, I
0: don't think you did it. I mentioned you and um and he said, Yeah, 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 I think I've 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 seen Steve around. And um he was really interested in the event because it's a smaller event, and um he's like, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to hang out with like you know, you guys and, and like uh, Greg Mercer. like he knows Greg a little bit and um and a few of the other guys that you had that are speaking. So we might get Justin Cook to come on down too from Empire Flippers. That'd be kinda cool.
1: Dude, that'd be really sweet, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's thinking about it. So uh, I'll put another bug in his ear. Uh but anyway, the reason why. Why I wanted to have you on is well, a few different reasons. I want to talk just e-commerce with you in general. I mean, you and I can pretty much talk about this 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 stuff till uh, you know <laughs> till the cows come home, I and mean, we just we just enjoy talking about this stuff. And um, I really just wanted to kind of get a little bit more about like where you think it is in today's world with, you know, Amazon now, and we've got, you know, still got eBay and you've got Walmart coming into the mix and you got all these different channels and we've got international, we've got all that stuff. So I do want to dig into that, but I also really want to talk about conferences in general, because I get a lot of people that say, Scott, you know, I don't really know if I even should attend a conference, I'm not, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to get out of a conference, I know some people just go to conferences just to go because it seems like a cool place to go, um, and I know you've been to a lot of conferences, not just about e-commerce, but just in general, you've been to a ton, and I want you to speak to that for a second, why did Steve Chu go to so many conferences in the past five years or, or more, uh, what was your main objection there?
1: Yeah, so here's the thing. You know, I go to like six or seven every year now. And uh, before, I had no intention of going to any. And, you know, I've got two kids and a wife. And every time I go, it's like a huge, it's a huge ordeal because my wife has to take care of like all the kids and everything. But here's a funny thing. Like, way back in the day, I was kind of anti-conference. I'm like, why would I need to go to a conference when I can just figure out everything on my own or read read whatever I need to read online? But my first conference, which actually had nothing to do with e-commerce, it was it was FinCon. I went and ended up meeting so many people, and and what ended up happening was I met all these people. We formed masterminds. Uh, we ended up helping each other out on our businesses, just kind of indirectly. And it just my my business like almost doubled the following year because of that. It's the collaboration factor. It's the networking factor. It's it's the you can't really. I, I didn't learn this until like a long time, but. You can't really grow your business by yourself. You kind of need other people to help you out.
0: Mm. No, I, I agree with that 100%. I still haven't been to it nearly as many as you have been. And I've, I've definitely gone to a lot more Um, And I'm actually going to be going to uh, one here coming up actually in about two weeks. I'm going to the uh, ClickFunnels event, the Funnel Hackers. Actually, Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons why I'm going there, I got to be honest with you. Obviously, I'm going to be meeting some of my team members are going to be there. And I've also got uh, uh, a few people from TAS that are going to be there. But one of the big draws for me was um, Tony Robbins is going to be speaking there at the end nice. Yeah. So that really, that kind of sealed it for me. I was kind of on the fence. I'm like, I seen he was going to be there. I'm like, you know, I haven't been to one of his events. It's on my bucket list. This will be a way to kind of get there. Um, I do like talking about, you know, sales funnels and processes and all that stuff. So that'll be Mm -hmm. cool. And and I think a lot of it there is built for, uh, it is really built for seeing other people's examples of what they've done. And I learn a lot from that. I'm Mm -hmm. not a big guy to, go on stage, you tell me your story of how you went from nothing to something. And then it's like, you can do it too. And that's it. Yeah, Like it's done. Right. Like that. Like Okay. That's cool. Once or twice. But then it's like, what did I actually take from that? Other than I'm excited. Right. I like to actually see someone say, okay, you want to actually do this and this and this, and this is why we did a test. We ran this, we did this. And we changed this and this didn't work, this worked. It's kind of like you're doing a little case study and that's what they're known for there. And that's why I'm really going. Um, and also because I'm going to have a TAS meetup, which I always do wherever I go, which will be kind of fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, but I think you're right. It's like, when you go there and you meet people, there's just nothing, there's nothing that can replace that, uh, because you're actually there, able to engage one-on-one and, you know, maybe, you know, trade numbers or, uh, you know, emails or Skype, whatever, um, and then form those little relationships and those friendships. And I don't think that you have to go to a live event to do it. I think you could go to other, you know, forums or, you know, Facebook groups and stuff, but there's nothing like sitting there in person and, uh, you know, just having that nice conversation. Let
1: me tell you why you need to actually go live. So the best conversations for me happen late at night after like a couple of drinks. (laughs) uh, Sneaky
0: Steve, sneaky Steve. (laughs) Let me buy you three more. Let me buy you three
1: more. No, I'm I'm actually being serious. This is why you need to go in person. Like a lot more information flows in that environment. Mm, And so I've gone to conferences where like these huge names, people who are doing a lot of money, once you get like the alcohol going and you end up talking (laughs) to them, they'll tell you like secrets that they won't talk about during the talk or they'll tell you their numbers or what strategies are working now and just just those nights are just in an, in itself like totally worth it
0: mm. no i i agree with you like it's like once you start you're just hanging out, you know. You're just hanging out. Yeah. There's no script. There's no like. I got to talk about this. This is my PowerPoint. Uh, you know, I'm going to be discussing. It's just kind of like you're you're there. But my thing is though, if it's such a huge event, though, like there, some of these are massive. Some of these have like yeah. three to four to five thousand. And uh, you and I went to uh, what was it content content commerce? That was yeah. the one with yeah. uh, Ryan Dices, and it was cool. I got to hang out with you and and uh, you know a few other people there. But for me personally. If I don't have that already planned of who I'm going to kind of meet and hang out with and then they can maybe introduce me to people that they know, um, I'd be lost. Like, I wouldn't know where to go. I
1: hear you, man. I think there were like 1,500 people at that event. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I actually ran into you because um, I, th- I don't think I would have been able to locate other people that I knew because it was such a large event.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that that there, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, it was, it was good. a good event. It was a good event. But I like more intimate. I like to be, like you said, like, I mean, yours last year was a hundred people, I think max. uh, And then this year, I think you're expanding it a little bit more, right? Just a little bit. Yeah. 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 So so it's just gonna be a little bit bigger, but even yours was broken down to where it had, you know, like different tracks. So this way here, it was like, you know, if you were already selling on Amazon, well, you could go here. If you weren't, then you can go here. And you kind of broke that down nicely and you had ways for people to actually, uh, have like a VIP spot where you could actually sit down with one of the speakers for, I think it was 30 minutes or 40 minutes or something like that. I ended up going for an hour with the one that I was with just because we were into this like deep discussion about whatever we were hammering out the details. And I wanted to make sure that I gave her that, but it, it was, you know, you were able to do it in a way that made it feel like we were more intimate. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's here's
1: huge. the thing. That person who you mentored had really good things to say about you. Oh, cool. She really appreciated the fact that you spent extra time with her. So that that was just like a huge plus. And I thank you for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that was my pleasure. And again, it's like, you know, people, you know, I guess once you have a podcast or once you have like an audience of some kind, people just think that, well, you know, how are they ever going to give any time or do they really care? And it's like, I know you do. I know I do. Um, And pretty much everyone that I kind of associate myself with, like, we honestly want someone to get results. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not about me selling coaching or me selling a class or you the same. It's like, ultimately, it comes down to, you know, helping that person. And I want you to talk about the one person that was really kind of highlighted here just the other day. Actually, you did a Facebook Live on it. Um, Was his name Dean? Yes, Dean. Yeah, Dean. Let, let's talk about this for a minute because I think this is powerful. And I had a similar experience with someone that attended my Denver event, and um, I just I think it's powerful for people to understand that sometimes big things can happen from just attending one event. So, can you talk about Dean? A yeah, little bit?
1: absolutely. Yeah, so Dean was a guy. He, you know, he had all the knowledge. Like he was listening to the Amazing Seller podcast. He kind of knew like what he needed to do, so to speak, at a very yep. high level yep. from putting t- together all the information out there. But he could just not take any action. Mm. And what's funny was he came to the conference and he ended up chatting with Mike Jackness, who's actually one of the
0: speakers. Mike's um, great for- guy. Yeah. I, yeah. He's, he's been awesome. on the podcast. He's been on the podcast. We broke down his whole Facebook ads, uh, you know, campaigns and stuff. And we'll probably have to have him back on too. great guy too, by the way. And it was fun just to hang out with him and mastermind on our last day. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Mike's a great guy. And to get his ear. Um, yeah, that was Yeah. So what really was funny cool.
1: was Dean was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I plan on doing this and I plan on doing this. And then Mike was just like, yo, I don't want to talk about what you're going to do. <laughs> I want to talk about you know, once you've actually done it. Let's mm. talk again once you've actually done it. And so what Dean did was like immediately after the conference, he went and he launched his private label product in July, which, so the conference was in May. And so, so two he had no later, product at this point. He had nothing. He had okay. no idea what to sell. He had no product. Beautiful. What, yeah. He launched it in July and it's February right now. And he's made over $120,000. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's And incredible. as soon as he did that, you know, so in a way Mike held him accountable. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as soon as he started selling, he emailed Mike and he said, hey, I launched. And nice. sometimes you need that little kick to kind of get started. That's the other bonus.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that because, you know, a lot of times we can sit here and even today, I mean, I mean, you and I are both very similar in the way that, you know, we can sit down and do whatever we want pretty much right now. Like we can work on anything we want. And it's a challenge sometimes that unless I have things kind of like planned out as far as what I'm going to attack, at least one or two items, but then we can be distracted. But I do find that when I have people that are holding me accountable for things that have to meet deadlines or things that I said I was going to do, now I have to do it. That's why I do believe too, like publicly going out and saying, Hey, guess what? I started, well, I told you before we got on here and I've told my audience already, I started that program T25. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I'm accountable to everyone that's that, that I kind of announced that to. I'm kind of like I did it. Now I got to kind of check in every now and then, let you guys know I'm not like you know falling off the wagon. But I think it's huge to be able to have people that you can do that with, um, and that can happen in a Facebook group. I know you have a great Facebook group as well, and pick up you know someone there that that might resonate with you, and then reach out to them and go, hey, you want to be an accountability partner? Like you could do that too. Like. There's no reason for you not to have an accountability partner um, or people that can hold you accountable because I think that is a huge, huge thing. And I think the thing that I want to also outline here is that, you know, there was all these different things that he could do. And I think Mike said to him, like, listen, like, this is what you need to do first. Like, go do that. When you get that done, like, come back. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's like he could have said, well, you got to do that. And then once you get that, you got to do this. It's like that's you're not going to go there because it's going to be too much, you know. I just want to
1: also say that I'm just so thankful that all the speakers who come to my conference are just so willing to help. You know, there's conferences I go to where the people who speak, they do their speech on, you know, on stage, and then they just kind of hide out in their hotel room because they don't want to actually hang out. But Mm. what was really nice, and I really appreciate it, you know, people like you, Scott, who come to the parties and actually are willing to hang out with everybody the entire time. I really enjoyed that.
0: No, and it's, that's part of it for, for me personally. It's like, it's like meeting the people and then hearing where they are. And then if you can just give them like one nugget that helps them, then that's everything. And then, you know, that person will probably eventually, you know, reach back out to you and go, Hey, I just want to say thank you from that. I did this and this happened and thank you so much. And it's like, to me like I'll deposit that in my in my bank account every day just by you know that that little bit of of feedback for me just keeps driving me to know that what we're doing is is useful and speakers like you said you can go to some events and they're just you know it's it's a show you know what i mean and i don't want to call anybody out but i've seen it and it's like you know it's just uh i don't know it's just puts it into a bad light and then you, you don't really gain anything from that you know you you get up there and I don't know, Steve. I've never really been to many um, that have directly sold from stage. Um, And that even gets a little. Yeah, we've been to one together, in fact.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that just gets a little, it gets a little awkward. And, I, and I'm not comfortable in that environment. So you'll never see me at a conference like speaking and then selling in the back of the room. Just, that's just not my style. Um, yeah. I think at the end of mine, mine's always like, if you want to know more about me, just go to the podcast. Like, that's it. Like, that's my pitch. Like, cause I know eventually, you know, you might come to a workshop and then you might want more information about a class that I'm doing or whatever. Um, actually, speaking of accountability stuff, um, Steve, I don't know if I, I even told you this. Uh, maybe, maybe I did. We're actually doing a, uh, a little 1K fast track, we call it. It's uh, it's something new that we're, we're doing. We're experimenting with. We have a group of 50 people going through it right now. Because cool. one of the biggest things that people are struggling with with getting started is just getting started, right? It's like mm-hmm. just to earn that first dollar is like the hardest part. And once we can get them to that point, then they've kind of already went through the motions. They've got a little bit of momentum. They've got a little bit of confidence now. Um, so it's how do we get them to that point? So we decided to start, uh, like I said, we call it the one K fast track is to try to get people within, within six weeks to a thousand dollars. Like that's what we want to do. And, and I'm not saying it's gotta be all profit. It's just revenue. And so sure, like they, yeah, they, they created a sale, you know what I mean? And, and they got some momentum and, um, you know, there's a guy that's, that's on our team now, you know, Dom sugar, who's a retail ARB guy. He's been doing that for years. He's built a whole empire on that business and so he's really breaking that down for them to kind of like don't worry about sourcing product right now let's just kind of get some products that we can that we know that are selling we can mm-hmm. flip those products it's kind of like uh you know you just go in you find product that's discounted you 70 we, we flip them we bring them up on amazon we sell them or even ebay uh, we did a little pre-challenge steve and it was actually before the class actually started and um we actually did an ebay challenge where we said just go go clean out your garage or, or your your you know your attic your room whatever and then by the next week, we want you guys to report your sales and whoever gets the most, will give them a hundred bucks. So basically nice. we did that. Like that. Yeah. So we did that. We had 12 people do it out of 50, um, that actually successfully started making money. And, uh, I think between all 12, we did over $3,500 in, in, in sales.
1: That's amazing, man. You, you know, you're right. The hardest part is just getting started. Once you get used to the interface and you've sold like anything and just yeah. made it like a dollar, the rest kind of just flows.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to understand the platforms. You got to understand like the process, but it's like just getting started um, is, is huge. Um, and, and again, so I, I'm just going to, I'll just mention this really, really quickly, but at my Denver event, we did the same exact thing. We had a very small group. It was only like 30 people, but we had a, a guy there that attended, Jarrett. I've talked about him before who had zero, he had nothing. He had a product kind of picked, but he was not a hundred percent yet. He was confused, a whole bunch of different directions, very similar to Dean And um, he left that event with a a, a plan. And a lot of that plan didn't necessarily come from me or Chris, who was at the event. It was more or less from people that were there attending, right? Mm -hmm. These people were there. Obviously, they invested money to be there. So they got a little bit more skin in the game. They're probably already up and running. So you're going to be able to give some, some solid advice and really gave him some clear direction. And then from there, he was able to report back after that Denver event that he did, he's done over 250,000 in revenue. um, And 100,000 of that came from fourth quarter sales, which is just insane, right? So, and he's just like, I mean, I get an email probably every week that says, Scott, I still have to pinch myself. I can't believe this is is really (laughs) happening. So we validated it, right? And again, that was from an event that he attended, a small event, but it was an event. And same thing with Dean. Um, What kind of advice would you give someone that's attending, um, I mean, just to get the most out of, an event. And I know it's going to depend on the size and stuff, but I mean, what would you say if you were like going there, you don't really know a ton of people. Like, what would you say?
1: Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, I think that the event has to have something to do with this as well. So for, for example, last year for our event, I discovered that there's a lot of introverts out there. There's a lot of people that are just afraid to go around. Mm. And so I would, my advice would be to most conferences have like a Facebook group where you can kind of try to get to know people ahead of time. And really all that it takes is to just find one person that you're comfortable with so that when you're at the conference, you can kind of experience it together. And that actually makes it a whole lot easier to kind of meet a lot of people because you're doing it together.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So now, okay. Now I know yours is kind of structured. I want to talk about yours and kind of like how you set it up and why you set it up this way. But like, like I said, depending on the event, it's really going to depend on the event. There's uh-huh. one event I'm not going to mention and um it 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 just seems like it's 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 a little bit for everyone in any in any part of the business which is okay but then it also leaves a lot of people where you get a little but not a lot. Like it's to me it's got to be a focus in certain areas that's going to benefit you or else it's not. It's either going to be beginnerish and and that's it or it's going to be advanced and that's it or maybe it's going to be all about tools like it's like it's got to be broken down. So how do you as a conference, I guess organizer. Now this is your second one. Doing like, how do you balance that stuff, and how do you make it where you can get a mix of people into it? And you're actually you're actually taking two different uh, business owners. You, you're taking someone that's maybe just an Amazon seller, and then you might be taking someone that's just an e-commerce seller, and then how do you bridge you know bridge that gap yeah
1: i mean the way we do it is with different tracks so we have a track for beginners we have a track for in, intermediates and then this year we are actually doing a high end track which is like a mastermind track let me tell you a little bit about what that is yeah yeah we we gather you know 16 entrepreneurs who are making over 250,000 a year and we get them in a room together and then we go around and we have everyone talk about what's working for their business And then a problem that they're having with their business that they would like a solution for. And basically everyone else helps that person out.
0: Mm, I like that.
1: We did that for the speakers. So that's one thing that I offer for the speakers at my conference. We all get together like Scott, which was awesome. You know, we all get together on that last day and we do the same thing and it is tremendously valuable. And so I kind of wanted to bring that to the attendees as well. And I know it's going to be
0: awesome. So how's that going to work though? Because I mean, you and I talked a little bit, but so, okay. So, and and how many people is that going to be for? This, this higher level. So you, obviously you have to meet certain criteria. So you have that's to, correct. you have to do like an application of some kind, I'm sure, uh-huh. um, for these people. So how many people are you going to allow to do that? And then, um, so is that going to be like all the speakers in there? Um,
1: Oh no, no, no. Okay. So that happens on the first day. So oh, that's, okay. Yeah, that's only sixteen people, and that happens on the first day, and then the speakers one is on the last day, and it's just the speakers.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so who's who's in there then on that day? Is it just the people that are making the two hundred and fifty, and then that's their own little mastermind, and then from there, someone gets the hot seat, and then everyone gets to kind of voice you know opinions or or suggestions. And yeah, kind of we'll that.
1: rotate the hot seat, and we're going to actually have a bunch of uh, veterans in there, too. So, like, I'll be in there. I think Jackness is helping. Data, Dana john and um, uh, Is Jeff Cohen on that one? Yeah, yeah, Jeff Cohen's going to be there, too. Yeah, I was, like, thinking of the fourth person, because I just asked him recently, so that's why I wasn't fresh in my mind. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So the four of us will be there. And between the four of us, we cover all the disciplines between Amazon and selling on your own store. So we'll lend our
0: input as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and that's going to be a, that's a full day. Then. You got 16. That is a
1: full day. And then the idea is that those 16 people become like best buddies by the end of that day.
0: You're going to have to let me know how that all goes, because I mean, we've done uh, you know, a small event with 25 and we did 10 hot seats and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it can go, it, you have to have a timer that's going to cut, mm-hmm. cut some time off, but then also it's going to, I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be a little challenging. I'm going to be honest with you, but <laughs> you're, you're up for the challenge. I know you are, but, uh, but yeah, because you know, it's like you get one story that you could keep going on it, or maybe it strikes a really good chord with a lot of people that want to keep discussing that topic. You know, for right. us, it always seems to come down to Amazon pay-per-click the minute we open up that, that question or someone has an issue. It's like people just want to keep running with that. And we could go two hours on that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how you do that. So you have to let me know so you can help me out with my next event. So, so can, <laughs> <laughs> we can keep that, keep that smooth and you know, cruising along.
1: So the other way we deal with it also is we actually record every session. So anyone who attends gets access to all the recordings. So you might be a beginner now and you might want to watch the intermediate lessons later or the advanced lessons later. Mm -hmm. So you have Mm -hmm. access to all that stuff. So that's kind of how we do
0: it. Okay, cool, cool. Um, All right. So, all right, that's that. And that's really cool. That's something new that you've added this year, though. That wasn't last year. You didn't have the the recordings or the No, no, the the mastermind. Yeah, that's new. Yeah, okay. And that's only for 16 people. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And is that currently still open? Do you still have openings for that particular group?
1: No, unfortunately, those are all sold out.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, why did we even talk about it then, Steve? Come on. Uh, you don't I have, don't have know. to know <laughs> you brought it up. Man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, so, next year, yeah, you should probably sign up earlier if you have not already. Um, all right. So, okay. That's cool. And again, that's not going to be for a majority of people. It's going to be for those people at that next level, at 250K plus. Um, but. Um, tell us a little bit about the structure of this event and maybe some things that you might've learned from the first event that you're going to be implementing in, in maybe it now, um, that you learned, um, that might make it a little better or maybe streamlined or maybe you didn't learn anything. Maybe everything was perfect. I don't know. Tell me.
1: Yeah. So first and foremost, like as we had talked about, I want the event to be kind of small and intimate. So we always limit ticket sales. So the idea here is that you get a chance to meet everyone, and you get a chance to hang out with all the speakers. So Scott, you mentioned that you're really into you're you're going to this event because Tony Robbins put you over the over the top, right? Yeah. So what's funny is my philosophy is a little bit different. Like I like people who are, uh, in in terms of e-commerce at least, I like people who are just actively selling something. Like they get their hands dirty. You know, Mm. there's a lot of like higher level guys who came up to me. And wanting and wanted to speak, and they might have created e-commerce businesses in the past, but they're no longer kind of actively running it. Mm. So I make sure that everyone who's speaking is actually actively selling something online. Gotcha. That they can get their hands dirty and they know all the little details involved in that.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, because yeah. I mean that's that's a, that's a big that's a big thing, right? It's like you know, if you did it two years ago, are you still doing it today? Because things have changed. It's like if I was to tell you how to launch a product. Uh, even last year to this year, it's going to be different because of the review updates and all that stuff. So things have changed, but if I wasn't <laughs> in it, I could kind of hear about it, but I didn't actually feel, you know, the change, I guess.
1: Yeah, totally. And you're not going to know all the little details unless you're actually selling
0: yourself. Mm, mm. No, that's, I, I think that's, I think that's huge. And I, I just want to, I guess, also just kind of say that, you know, the one thing that I think is really cool that you do is, is you tell all your speakers and cause you've told me it's like, you know. I want to know that you're teaching something that they can walk away with and implement versus just, you know, talking about like your story or, you know, maybe, you know, something that you think could help them. Like you you want, you want it to be more actionable.
1: Yeah, I mean, all the speeches are actionable. And in fact, there was like a speaker last year when I first saw their presentation, I ended up almost i didn't rewrite it but i i made suggestions on certain areas where i actually wanted to see real numbers Mm. and real data so i actually go through people's presentations as well just to make sure that it's actionable as well
0: yeah no i agree i agree and you know again coming back to the whole thing is like okay well now we get all this information like where do i take this information and, and apply it so what would you say to someone there that you know uh, you know, maybe I'm in here and I'm like Dean, like I, I have the whole, all the knowledge. Like, what do I do? Like, where would you, where would you tell him if you knew his story before he came, what would the advice be or get or been given to him going into that event? I mean, obviously go, go uh, talk to Mike, you know, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, like,
1: that, that's what I was just about to say, actually, you know, if you're, if you have the knowledge and you're just having problems taking action, then really it's all about finding someone to keep you accountable at that mm, point. Mm, yeah. But, and what better than, you know, what better person than that than Mike, right? I mean, he knows everything. He's, he's like the man, so.
0: Yeah, no, Mike is, he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy and, uh, and he's willing to share. That's the cool thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like he's so willing to share and, you know, there's other, there's other people there that are so willing to share too. It's just, you got to get, you got to get their ear, right? So it's kind of like you, you have to be able to talk to those people, but here's the deal. It doesn't have to be a speaker like it, it the pe- not everyone there is beginners, right? It's people there that just want to either grow their business or scale their business. Right. And they're just a little bit further ahead maybe, but they're going to be able to help you. And most people that I've met are more than willing to share, uh, you know, information, uh, you know, about a certain area that you might be struggling with. Um, so don't just think it's gotta be like the speaker that you have to like pull aside and you're going to get all the nuggets. It's like, a lot of times, it's the person that's just well. I think last year Mike wasn't even a speaker, right? No, he
1: wasn't even a speaker. He was just an attendee, actually. Yeah. So he yeah. was just
0: attending, and yeah. um, and then you know he was. You're able to to sit next to him, maybe, and just get his ear, and you know go ahead and start rapping about something that you're, you know, doing or you're struggling with, and then he's going to give you that advice. So I think that's I think that's huge. Here's the thing. Everyone does things differently, right? And so it's
1: always interesting to talk about, talk to someone about their particular approach to a problem. Like, for example, I learned about frustration-free packaging. I had no idea what that was until I talked to, I think, Daniel Solid last year. So, I mean, I always learn something new because everyone has their own little way of doing things.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, It's like you said. I mean, here, you know, someone would look at you and go, well, Steve, you've been in this a long time. Like how long, how long has it been since your site went live with your wife? Yeah, we launched it in 2007. So 2007, like it's 2017 right now. So that's, that's, that's a few years under your belt, right? So does Steve still have things to learn?
1: Dude, every day, man. (laughs) Right. I listen to your podcast all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You listen to my podcast, but you're, I mean, you're listening, I mean, you're talking to like Mike and you're talking to, uh, you know, uh, you know, Greg, or you're talking to just other people that are in this. And it's not that you're saying to them, like, listen, I want you to give me everything. It's not even that. It's like, there might be one thing that you're like, I never thought of that. Like, wow, that's cool. Maybe I'll try that. It's like, and I think you're at the stage, same, same as me. I'm just like, oh, wow, that worked for you. Let me see if it works for me. It might not work as good for me right? Mm-hmm. My audience might be different, uh, you know, but it might work. And it's something that if you say to yourself too, it's like, maybe if I try it, it could work. And if it doesn't, I'll learn something through that. And maybe I can tweak it to, so it does work for me. But it's, again, it's just getting those ideas of what you can do. And I think, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I mean, I usually try to look at the things I can do quickly and that aren't going to be like too much of like a, a huge burden on, on like doing quick it. wins, right? Yeah. Quick, quick yeah. wins or quick tests that we can try. I and mean, it might just be a matter of someone saying like, you know, when I started a sponsored ads campaign, I set it up as broad for, you know, seven days. And then I turned it, uh, you know, I turned it into a, uh, you know, a, a, phrase match and uh, I just pulled all the keywords, put it in a phrase and it worked like a chart. And I would try that. Right. It's like, I would, it's so easy. It's like, boom, boom, done. And I'll see what the results are. Um, you know, it's just kind of like learning through that, through that process. Um, so it's cool. You know, there's a lot of guys who the attendees,
1: they started forming their own little mastermind groups. And so after the event, they kept the conversation going, which is pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is sweet. It's it, And I think as a as an organizer like yourself, it's kind of brought all these people together. Um, it's kind of cool to see how that all works too. And it's, you're like, they're not all, I mean, let's, well, yeah, they're all coming to see Steve. They want to shake your hand. Cause you're just a celebrity, right? They're coming to see Scott. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I mean, you know, they're, it's just kind of cool to sit back and see that everyone else is getting value from each other and you just were the one, you know, you're, you're the one that brought it together and made it possible. And, you know, I've noticed that a couple times at the live events that we've done and it's just kind of like, I'll sit back and I'll just take a moment. I'll be like, this is really cool that, you know, yes, I brought the awareness and the attention and I brought these people together, but they've got, you know, friendships or relationships or partnerships sometimes, um, that form because we brought these people together and and maybe, you know, a light bulb went on for them or, uh, you know, some type of thing that they learned was a big, big win for them. So it's pretty cool to sit back and do that. Um, and I wasn't sure if you were going to do another one after last year. I didn't know, you know, uh, you know. You, I mean, I don't think you knew, right? You're like, no, 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 no.
1: We actually pre-sold tickets for the following year on the last day. Like, I I spent like an hour during one of the talks. I watched you do that, the by the way. Page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about one thing that we are doing a little differently to sure. kind of improve it. We did notice that there were a lot of introverts at last last year's event, and we want to make sure that. The, the people who are less likely to just approach someone randomly, you know, would get a chance to feel comfortable networking with people. And so what we're going to try to do this year, and this is all up to my my partner, Tony, but she's going to try to pair up certain people who might be introverts and so that they have that partner that they can go around the conference with. And the other thing new that we're doing also is we're going to have this roundtable section. Basically, it's going to be just different tables covering different topics where it can just be like a more casual, non-auditorium-like environment where you can just ask your questions to either one of the speakers or an attendee and just kind of share your ideas on that specific topic.
0: I like that. It's kind of like a breakout session in a sense. Kind of, but it's more casual. Yeah, more more casual. I mean, yeah, Yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be one specific topic. Um, You can just kind of, you guys can just kind of, you know, go back and forth and then maybe you just want to sit in on that conversation. You know, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I do like that. Um, okay. So before we wrap up, maybe you could talk a little bit about who is going to be speaking. Do you have a, do you have a a list in front of you? Do you have, do you know the people off top of your head yet?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Why don't you do Um, that? Why don't
0: you run through some of those, uh, people that are going to be, um, speaking and, um, and then that way there people can uh, decide if uh, if they want to attend this conference just to let people know, too, that I'm going to be uh, most likely having like a little TAS meetup there as well. So I'll be announcing more about that. But I will be there. I'm going to enjoy the weather. Hopefully Fort Lauderdale sounds fun. We're and, right uh, on the beach, man. Yeah, like, it's going to be right on the beach. That's, that's going to be awesome. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, go ahead. What, what do we got? Who do we have attending? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we, we
1: got this dude. He runs this podcast called The Amazing Seller. He'll be there. out here.
0: he'll <laughs> yeah, be all right he'll be there. He'll be
1: there. <laughs> Greg Mercer, Jungle Scout. Uh, I'm sure your audience is really familiar with him. Oh yeah, um, he's like the nicest guy in the world, by the Isn't
0: way. Isn't he? Isn't he?
1: And so laid
0: back. It's crazy. Totally, he's totally a cool guy. And it's yeah, he's just got like that. Yeah, that's cool, man. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm making
1: millions of dollars. No big deal. Yeah, we're, we're good. good. We're good. Uh, so, you know, as, as you probably know, Facebook is starting to become a huge deal when it comes to selling e-commerce products. So I've got my buddy Steve Weiss. He runs Mute6.com. What's cool is that we are doing this little mini case study where he actually has taken over uh, part of my Facebook ads account. And hopefully we'll have some numbers to report nice. on how he's able to improve my sales through Facebook ads.
0: Nice. Well, don't, don't book me for that time slot. I want to actually come to that one. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's been really cool.
1: Uh, We got Bill. So one thing that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get an even mix of people who purely sell on Amazon Mm -hmm. and people who who are doing really well with just their own websites and also people who are doing both. Mm. So I got Bill D'Alessandro. He actually runs uh, elementsbrands.com and he actually owns, I think... Seven different product lines wow. that he's selling wholesale. He's selling on Amazon and on his own site. Wow. Okay. And so he's actually known as the Procter and Gamble of North Carolina. Hmm. Uh, we got Bernie Thompson. He runs an elect he sells electronics on Amazon. He he makes eight figures. Wow. And you know, I, I don't know what your recommendations are, but I tend to t- recommend people stay away from electronics in general because mm-hmm. yep. they can go obsolete and they're just harder. Yep. But he's managed to make it work in a very competitive industry. So I'm really interested in hearing what he has to say. Uh, Dana, John Zemus, and these are just all people who have been on my podcast. If you want to check it out, they, they've all been on and they provided really actionable data on the podcast. And Dana is one of these people who's just really good at buying a site and improving it. So the last site she bought, she tripled the revenues within wow. a year. And what I wanted her to do was just kind of explain to you how you can look at your existing website and improve sales.
0: Mm, I love it.
1: Mike Jackness, we already talked about a little bit. Um, He actually created a seven-figure business in four months off of Amazon. And it's actually really rare to be able to do that with your own site because you're not leveraging anyone else's marketplace. Mm. Uh, Manuel Beckfarr, I I don't know if you've had him on your podcast. He runs ImportDojo.com. And he runs a sourcing company. So anyone who's having problems sourcing or you know, finding vendors or creating their own products, Manuel is an expert in this area. Uh, we got Cynthia Stein, um, which I'm, I'm pretty sure your, your uh, audience has heard Cynthia Stein, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't had her on the show as of yet, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: I mean, keeping your Amazon account healthy is really important, obviously, because you don't want to get banned and you don't want to get in trouble with Amazon. And she's the expert in that topic. You mentioned PPC is always a huge topic at your masterminds. Well, I've got Brian Johnson. He's an expert at PPC to come talk about it. I'm excited about that. Yep. And one, you know, a common question I get asked for people in my class is, you know, how can I do more stuff? How can I do more marketing for free? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm bringing on Rachel Miller. She is an expert in creating a viral Facebook brand page. She's created multiple pages that have gotten millions and millions of fans, and she does it without spending a dime. Wow. And she uses those pages to promote her affiliate products and her e-commerce what products. Kind of, what
0: kind of pages are we talking like Instagram, Pinterest, all those? Facebook pages and Instagram. Yeah. Okay, cool. That'll be a good yeah. one. Yeah, nice, nice. I like that. We've been playing around with um, with both of that, with Facebook and Instagram, and um, yeah, we've had some pretty good results from Instagram, and and uh, it'd be interesting to to hear uh, a little bit more on that. But uh, yeah, Instagram's been been pretty good for us. Uh, uh, we're still experimenting with it, but um, just leveraging other people's audiences is huge.
1: Yeah. Huge. No, totally, totally. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
1: we got Brad Moss, and he's actually the former head of Seller Central at Amazon. So he was the dude that created Seller Central. And he's coming to talk about all these little things about Seller Central that you probably did not know about, like all the reports, all the little hidden switches, and and data that you can actually extract from the tool. So I'm actually really excited about that talk.
0: Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good.
1: Uh, We just talked about influencer marketing, right? How to get your product in front of YouTube guys, Instagram. We got an expert in that. Jason Katz, he's going to talk about influencer marketing, which is becoming huge, actually. Mm. We've been using that a lot, and it, it it works really well. And, of course, we have Jared Stark, who's a lawyer, to answer all of your legal questions when you get hijacked or copyrights, trademarks, and that sort of thing. And we have Pam Kale to talk about just shipping and logistics. So mm. any questions you have about bringing product over from overseas uh, by, whether it be by sea or by air or by courier, you know Pam will be
0: there to answer all of your questions. Awesome! Wow, that's a that's a nice lineup right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we're probably still trying to bring on a couple more to kind of fill out different areas of e-commerce. But the idea here is to try to cover every single topic that you could possibly be interested in relating to selling physical products online.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you. Um, so, are each session here? Are they generally an hour? Is it sixty minutes usually? Yeah, they're generally an hour. Yeah, and I found that even myself when I spoke last year, like I thought I had it dialed in and I I think I only had like 10 minutes for Q&A. So um, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to tighten that up a little bit because I wanted to give at least 15 minutes because it seems like you get a lot of questions and I know you can ask them afterwards, but it's kind of good to do it in that group setting. Um, So I'll definitely be be trying to tighten that up a little bit and trying to allow a little bit more time for that because I think that's huge. You know, what's cool is
1: like all the speakers will be hanging around and it's a small event, right? Yeah, so if you have yeah. any questions, you can just approach them, hand them a drink and then just start chatting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, hey, that's good. Just buy them a drink and start chatting.
1: Well, the drinks are free, so you can bring them a
0: drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you like? Water, uh, ice cream, coffee? <laughs> yeah. What do you like in your coffee, sir? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. Um, all right, cool. So again, guys, if you want to if you wanna uh, check out the event, uh, I'll have it all linked up on the show notes. You can just head over to sellersummit.com and you'll find... All the information over there, and like I said, I'll be talking a little bit more as far as uh, uh, you know when we'll be doing like a little TAS meetup. We did that last year, and I just met with uh, with everyone just to kind of say hello, shake hands, and, and talk a little shop. But uh, yeah, but I'm sure that there'll be a lot of you hanging out at the event too. So I'm looking forward to to uh, to really hanging out with everyone there. And, and Steve, I know uh, you're always around, and uh, you know you're not one of those organizers that's going to be there and then do your. Are you doing a keynote this year again? I'm going to do a keynote and a breakout.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. Now, I forgot to mention
1: myself. Yeah. I, I, I was going to gonna say
0: Steve yeah. Chu will be speaking at his own event. That's awesome.
1: I will be talking about everything you need to do to transition from Amazon to your own site.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That that'll be a good one too. That'll be a that'll be a really good one. And
1: by the way, you know, I I know you have a huge audience listening to your podcast, but if you guys have never seen Scott present in live and in person, You are missing out because Scott is an amazing presenter. You think he has a lot of energy on the podcast. He has even (laughs) more energy live. It's crazy how he does it.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I, I do like the live environment because I get to see, you know, people versus just me sitting here getting all hyped up myself, right? It's like easier when you see other people. They're like... You know they're they're getting into it and they they understand what we're talking about or just the feedback right? It's the questions and it's the interaction. I, I love that stuff. It's
1: like the Tony Robbins of e-commerce.
0: Yeah, it, right. <laughs> Thank you. Is for your that, dad going to
1: come out this year again?
0: I don't know. I'm I, I think he may because I'll be honest. He uh, he had a hip replacement just recently, okay. which he's doing really well with. He's actually back bowling and everything. Um, and he lives in Florida, so. It's probably just going to be a, I think it's about a couple hour drive for him, so he he might swing down. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably twist his arm to come on. Yeah, your down. dad's
1: always welcome, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he's. I I love my dad. I'm glad he's still here to to spend some of this time with us and and this this exciting time of of uh, e commerce and everything because he's actually a part of it. He's actually. Uh, I actually uh, hired him as a part-time little VA. He does some stuff for me, uh, so uh, it's kind of cool to be able to do that. And it's funny because it's kind of our, our roles are re- reversed. He hired me when I was 19, uh, mm-hmm. and to work for our construction company, which we built into a pretty sizable company, and um, and now we flipped it around. And I said, "Hey, dad, you want to come work for me? I got a couple things that you can do for me." And uh, it's kind of cool just to still be in touch with him all the time. So it keep, kind of keeps us uh, together, awesome. which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm really lucky. Um, but anyway. Um, One last thing I just, I have to ask you is like, you know, e-commerce, Amazon, eBay, whatever, like, is, is this going anywhere, Steve? Is it, is it still a viable (laughs) business or should we all just run away and, and go out and start something else that we think is going to work?
1: Like it is just starting my friend. Um, e-commerce, believe it or not, is still a small fraction of the overall retail sales. So it's just going to continue growing. It's going to continue getting a little bit more difficult as well as more and more people jump in. But it's just a matter of finding that unique value proposition of what you're selling instead of just selling me too products online.
0: I like that. And I want to. I want to highlight that. So, you know, what you're basically saying is is figure out a way to have something that is different in a way, but also what you're selling proposition. Like, so what is it going to do for that person or how is it going to help them or what is yours going to do better for them or solve their problem or have them, you know, more fun or whatever it is. Um, and I think also, um, which I think, you know, what would be a good speaker, um, to maybe not this year, but for an an upcoming one is like storytelling. Like I think creating yeah. a story in a brand is huge, and there's a guy out there right now. He's kind of crushing it in the podcast scene. Um, it's uh, is his name Miller? Is his last name Don- Donald Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saw did. him
1: speak at uh, T um, Content and Conversion. Yeah, right?
0: I, I missed his, um, and I heard it was awesome, but. Um, it's definitely something that I think is big. And you and I were talking before we jumped on here. Uh, you know, my, my son just got a game. Um, he's 18, but he got a, one of these tabletop games. It's called Klask, um, K-L-A-S-K. And what's really cool about it is it's just a very basic game. But this guy made it out of wood in his workshop, and he gave it away as gifts. And now they were all saying, oh, wow, well, you should sell this thing. And then he did. And now the thing is blown up. They've got tournaments. They've got, you know, leagues and all kinds of stuff. And uh, it's his story that really, uh, to me, it's it's part of the brand now, right? They even have it on the box. So whoever's in branding, they, they understand how that story can really um, help people um, understand the brand and then tie into the brand and, and all that stuff. The other one, too, is did you see the episode with um, Russell Brunson on uh, The Profit? Did you see that episode? No, I did not. Yeah, it was with uh, the brand Flex Watches. Have you ever okay. heard of flex watches? No, I haven't. I haven't. Check out that one. If you can look that one up, um, it's a good episode, not just because, you know, I mean, R- Russell's a cool guy, but I mean, he was in it, but for not that long, a very, very short period. But um, what they were basically talking about was the brand was, it, it was these, just these regular watches, just color watches, you know, like just really basic sold for like 30 bucks. But um, his mother, this kid's mother helped start the company and she was diagnosed with cancer. So they ended up taking the part of the proceeds and donating it. And uh, they would make like a pink watch for that. And then they would have other ones, other colors just for whatever. And, um, and they built this into a really sizable business and they were donating to a cause. It was really a great story. Well, you know, Marcus Lamonas comes in and, you know, their sales were tanking this, that, and the other thing. And he identified that they went away from the story. They were now trying to sell upper end watches for hundreds of dollars and they were metal. They didn't even look like the flex watch. So he had them get rid of all of that stuff and focus back on the others and come up with other causes like clean water, clean air, and they would have a different design for each cause. And then they would sell these or they would have these kiosks inside of these retail stores as well as online. And you'd go in and you'd know exactly what they were for and you'd know that you were donating and you were wearing something cool and and, and took their business and flipped it overnight almost. So it's really cool you know
1: stories. yeah no to, I mean the power of story is really important and I actually didn't do a good job of explaining myself in the beginning but the reason why like my blog has taken off is because I had the story where you know when my wife became pregnant with our first child we needed a way to replace her lost income mm-hmm. and that's why we got into e-commerce and we managed to replace it in the first year right so just kind of attaching a story to whatever you're trying to do makes the branding so much more powerful
0: 100% i again i it's funny i i mean you, you look back at anyone's story of like how you got to where you are and it's like you'll be amazed at what you see but that is a story and a lot of people don't even think it's a story but it is you know like that guy building those games like yeah that did that's not like he didn't solve a problem but he gave people joy in his family and they're all like this is cool you should make these and then they started to make them and now it's a you know multi-million dollar company um crazy it's crazy you know what i mean like but it's just you got to understand that a lot of people do buy into a story and it also makes the brand more real and expect if you could have a face to it i think that also helps a brand but you don't necessarily have to i know mike has um on his you know on uh, colorit.com i mean he has uh you know a face to the brand you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and you know now let me ask you this i probably should ask mike but we'll ask this here just because you and i are just ranting right now a little bit and talking (laughs) but that's okay um So, okay. So when he started that business, did he already have the face to it or did he add that after the fact?
1: That's a good question. I think he had decided early on that his partner was going to be the face of the business.
0: Okay. Perfect. So again, going back to like people in partnerships and something, it's like, what value do they bring to the business? And if you have someone that's really talented in a certain area, but they have no idea how to market or how to bring something to market, um, that could be a perfect partnership for someone because ultimately like, and I, I'm probably sure he would agree, like, you know, now that she's the face of the brand, that's definitely helping push the brand, right? Because she's yes, able to sure. do these, you know, tutorials or she could do these, you know, different workshops and, and she stuff. actually gets on Facebook Live,
1: I think, I want to say almost every night. That's huge. And she, yeah. And so people like, they come, she, they get like hundreds of people on these Facebook Lives watching them. That's about huge. Co- talk about coloring books. Yeah. So it's huge. Yeah.
0: No, that's, it's huge. It's funny. I'm I'm actually in the process right now of doing something similar to that. Not not coloring books, but like I, I have someone that could be a great face, and she's already um, got some experience in um, you know getting out there and and you know building somewhat of an audience and stuff. So she has that, but she has no idea about the other side. So we're uh, we're tossing around some ideas, which I'm pretty excited about because I think that's that is a huge piece. If you can have that piece, like it's almost like it's almost like a huge. Uh, advantage that is hard to find unless you find that right person. Um, because you have that story but then you also have that person that's good on camera, that might, mm-hmm. you know, that that's knows how to write good content and and stuff and then you're really just the one that's going to be behind the scenes kind of pulling the strings and kind of making things work or maybe the Facebook ads or whatever. So there's so much that you can do out there. But anyway, we just went off on a totally another. Uh, but an
1: important tangent. It is.
0: A, it is a good yeah. tangent. I think that's a really good one. But uh, yeah, I think storytelling is huge. But anyway, Steve, I know we have to wrap this up. This has been awesome. Um, again, why don't you tell people how they can, uh, if there's still tickets available. I mean, At the time that this is uh, recording right now, there are, but uh, they, there may not be. And if there isn't, you can probably get on a wait list of some kind. But where do people go to to check out the conference?
1: Yeah, head on over to sellersummit.com. And that's two S's, so Sellers and then Summit.com. And yeah, unfortunately, we are sold out of the Mastermind and the VIP tickets, but we do have regular passes available. Last year, they sold out towards the end of February. uh, So you should probably get your tickets soon. Uh, We will have a wait list, but yeah. Uh, the tickets tend to go out fast since I purposely limit the amount of ticket sales to create a small intimate environment.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'll, I'll link this up on the show notes too, if you guys are driving or whatever, and uh, we'll go ahead and get that linked up for you guys on the show notes for sure. But uh, Steve, I just want to say thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on and uh, you know just the, the friendship that you and I have that we've kind of created over this past year and a half or two years, whatever it's been. And uh, I just want to say thanks, man. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Um, now we're doing it on the air, but usually we'll chat a little bit through slack or whatever, but, uh, you know, yeah. it's definitely pretty cool to be able to, uh, to, uh, to hang out and chat about this stuff. You guys, uh, are, you know that we, we love chatting about this stuff for days, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the event, man. So I just want to say, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm sure that you're going to, uh, uh, be putting on another great event. So I'm excited, man. So thanks again.
1: No, thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks for speaking. Thanks for having me on. Um, you are an amazing speaker and I love how you're just so willing to help everybody.
0: I appreciate that, Steve. Uh, Coming from you, that's been in this game a little bit longer than me. So I appreciate it, man. I do. I truly do. All right, man. Take care. All right, so there you have it. Another great conversation with a good friend of mine, Steve Chu. I want to thank him again. Uh, it's always awesome to be able to talk to him. Him and I really do talk a lot privately too, so it was kind of cool to get on, record one of those conversations, and uh, and let you guys listen in. Um, I, definitely, I definitely think that uh, he's just a great guy to be around, but then also to be in that room with. And if you get a chance to hang out with him, whether it's at his event or another event, definitely, definitely do that, Uh, he's just a smart guy, you guys have probably heard me say that you don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room, and if you are, you're in the wrong room, Whenever I'm in that room with Steve, I know I'm not the smartest guy, and I'm okay with that because I'm I'm able to learn uh, by picking his brain, and he's so willing to share. So, again, guys, if you want to uh, check out Steve's event, head over to sellersummit.com. Uh, there may be tickets still available, maybe not. I know last year it sold out pretty quickly, and I know when we aired, when we recorded this, he said that it was pretty close to selling out. So, definitely go over and check out those tickets. Again, I'll probably be doing like a little unofficial TAS meetup. We did that last year. I had a, I don't know probably. About 40 people um, at that TAS meetup. So we'll be talking more about that if you do end up coming. And I will be speaking um, on one of those days. So uh, the show notes, guys, theamazingseller.com forward slash 323. You can go over and check out all of the goodies over there. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Say it TAS style. Come on, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.